This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And this is Mike, and you can find me at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. guys for joining us for another episode of the obsessive viewer podcast where a weekly movie and tv podcast that covers a specific topic be a genre trope movie or show each episode you can find back episodes at ovpodcast.com and this week we're talking about favorite college movies with our friend and frequent guest robert feckus hi feckus hello hello good to be back again yes how's it going buddy it's going good going great it's another mm-hmm. momentous episode because we're recording in the new studio we are yes the uh i'm not not me Right, um, right. It's just a regular episode for me, so whatever, guys. <laughs> Should have done it in the backyard then. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, have we christened the, a name? Christened the new studios with a name yet? Uh no. I was thinking like obsessive studios or obsessive viewer studio or mm. Matt Hurt studio or uh, all about Matt Hurt. All about <laughs> or I'm here all alone. No, we're <laughs> recording from my uh, from my new apartment. Um, yeah. So hopefully the sound quality is fine. I was playing with some ideas on how to, uh... How about the Animal House? Animal House Studios. Oh, uh, it's so topical. Right. <laughs> Considering the first yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, Mike. <laughs> Tiny, we're going to have to talk to... <laughs> something with university gonna... or college or something like that? University or college? Something. Um, yeah, <laughs> or or He's, obsessive studios. <laughs> sound really confident. Yeah, I don't know. I I'll think of something. It's not. It's not. The it, tragedy is I'll never come up with anything as it has to be clever. Trevor Roo studios exactly. It's got to be class. Yeah. yeah, like my uh, my Wi-Fi is the Swan Station from Lost, because much like the Swan Station, I'm just a guy in here alone with a computer, pretty much. <laughs> Um, <laughs> little little lost reference reference for for our listeners there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Fekus, thanks for joining us again. Absolutely. And uh, before we get started on the actual topic, I want to just mention that you can see us at Indie PopCon uh, in Indianapolis, uh, unless you know everyone in Indiana leaves. Um, <laughs> it's June twenty sixth to the twenty eighth. We've got a booth. We're going to have live recording, and there, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff in the works for it. Um, and I just, I didn't write down the note that I made for just announced. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so favorite college movies. Uh, ha- yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Great topic. Yes. Such an iconic coming of age movie category. Right. And the only reason that, uh, I want, I wanted us to do college movies. This one is cause it's OV 101. Uh, ah, right. right. Uh, so clever. I, I hate myself that I love that so much. <laughs> that is. <laughs> thank you, every girl that I've ever dated. Um, <laughs> What's so cool about college movies, though, is that a lot of times, you know, I think we do. I think we do really well with our topics, and I think we find um, 
you know, movies that fit our topics and, and we always have interesting things to say about them. But what I like about the college movies thing is that there it's, it's such a specific genre. There are of course movies that we could stretch movies that would, that are just happen to be set in college. But, um, what I like about these is I, I'm pretty sure most of the movies we're going to be talking about are about the college experience. And so that's, that's pretty topical, pretty cool. Absolutely. And it's also, I, I like these, these episodes or wow, these, these uh, selections because it's not only about the college uh, experience, but it's about different levels of it, um, like different age ranges and their their kind of experience with college, like for into adulthood and um, and kind of going into different. Well, some kind of demented and crappy. <laughs> anyway, there uh, is a long list of terrible, terrible college films out there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all four of us went to college. Right, right. At least yep. Yes, I just had to count four of us. That's that's why I didn't finish college. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm with you. I didn't finish either. Oh, no. still working. <laughs> yeah. So two two out of two out of four isn't two isn't of us met in college. Yes. Yeah. Me and Mike met in college. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Feckus and I have known each other the longest, though. That that is true. Saint Christopher's, Saint Christopher's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> there was just a stretch of like twenty years where we didn't see each other. That is, <laughs> right. uh, well, you don't have to put that in there, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. God. Uh, I also like how the college film terribly mars your impression of what college is going to be. If you yes. see any of these films exactly. before college, you're just going to be completely devastated about your college experience, which is fine <laughs> That's to begin true. with, but right. it's nowhere near what I expected out of the classic movies. Yeah, I'm still waiting for uh, an hour and a half of uh, dudes sitting in a room playing Halo. Oh, right? <laughs> God. Or the... The four classes you have to t- to go to. One of them is at seven in the morning, and one's at six o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. And all the studying in between. Yeah. Oh, college. God, college. I did no studying. I had an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did I, no I studying. I bought an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yeah. So uh, let's let's get in. Let's get into the topic. Actually. Uh, so, Fekka, since you you are uh, oh my god, since you <laughs> are our guest, so you majored in English, right? I, did, I actually majored in journalism. <laughs> god damn it! Uh, since you are our guest, why don't you kick us off with your first uh, selection? Sure, my uh, first selection. I'm starting off with uh, Twenty Two Jump Street. Nice. It is uh, obviously came out last year, mm-hmm. and wouldn't strike you as so much of a college movie at first, but I feel like the movie does a fantastic job of actually demonstrating kind of the uh, iconic college movie college experience more so than it does the college uh, experience, which is great because it's 22 Jump Street to begin with is is very self-aware, making fun of its own genre and Mm -hmm. itself as a sequel. And it does a great job of actually making fun of the different types of uh, college experiences you see in all the college movies, too. Via the the frat house, the the parties, the walk of shame, the even the the nerd groups. One of the, my favorite parts of the whole movie is the uh, poetry slam uh, yes. portion. <laughs> it's horrible to watch. It, oh, it, it's I remember, very cringeworthy, right? And it's one of those 
points in the film where I, we, me and my wife went to go see it and she just, she had to bury her face in my arm just cause like it's, it's terrible to watch. Yeah. But it, but it's hilarious. I, I was, I was crying. <laughs> it also does, it, so, spring break. It really, yeah. really brings yeah. up the, the spring break portion of it too, which again huh. is not what real college spring break, uh, tends to be but it's it's fantastic i i love the interactions between uh what the, the jonah hill the what jonah hill jo- jonah hill yes jonah hill and uh his his girlfriend's roommate oh my yes God, about how so funny every every five seconds is another you're old joke yeah and it pretty much boils down to at one point she's just like you're old you're so f-ing old and and it's it's fantastic. <laughs> I love the part where he's like he's like no I'm I'm a college freshman I'm 19 and she's like 19 minutes late for pinochle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's funny. great. I tried to I tried to dig out my uh, my Blu-ray of that. I don't even know if I own that on Blu-ray now that I think about it because I wanted to watch it in preparation for this. But I probably been hard for you to wa- you know find it then if you didn't own it. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, I tried to anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mike, what do you think of Twenty Two Jump Street? Yeah, I love 22 Jump Street. I love, uh, one of my favorite scenes is when they're, they, it's just kind of a quick cut montage of them like packing for college. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they have like the, the stowaway, um, hamper. Yeah. They have the light globe. That's, that's pretty perfect. That's pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. All the stuff oh, yeah. you're going to find at the, uh, college preparation aisle at Walmart before you, uh. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Uh, the twins, the, the two, the two twins, they're, uh, they're like the, their next door neighbor. Yeah. Door, yes. They yeah. were so awesome. Oh, yeah. they were perfect. Oh yeah. Yep. And, uh, just, well, not really, I don't want to spoil it, but, uh, the, just they, the combination of the, those two characters and like, uh, Jonah Hill's girlfriend's, um, roommate like just their their deadpan kind of delivery yeah both really worked well and they were both di- like each each of them were like different enough that it wasn't too much deadpan for it but um mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes any sense but it, i really enjoyed those characters totes agree yeah totes my goats the the football stuff was good too like the the football and the frat house stuff that's some of my what some of my favorite parts as well Especially watching Jonah Hill try to uh, <laughs> be the one that tries to fit in with all the football players. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, one thing that I kind of, I had problems. I don't even know if I really had problems with it, but I felt like their, the use of meta humor and when it came to, uh, kind of playing, f- making fun of the fact that they were a sequel and doing the same thing over again, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like that was a little bit overbearing, but I think the second time around, when I watched it the second time around, it was pretty... Uh, Man, I could not okay. disagree with you more. Yeah, really? I'm, that, I'm glad to hear yeah. you say the second time around you change your mind, yeah. especially yeah. from a guy who loves the Scream movies. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> well, the portion where they're doing the, the car chase and they're talking about trying not to hit all the things that are so expensive because it's... That's, right. I, I was I was dying yeah. when they have to go through the science and technology science <laughs> they blo- they run into an ATM. Come on, yeah. the uh, the Benjamin Hill film, uh, film yeah. studio, whatever uh, uh, film building. 
film school building was just so that one was spot on for me. I love. I it. forgot about that. The Benny yeah. Hill part. I don't okay, even think yeah. I noticed it until the second time around. It's hilarious. I had to, I remember trying so to explain funny. that joke to uh, my wife in the in the middle of the movie, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll just I'll tell you later." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Why is this so funny to you?" I was like, ah, it's, "It's Benny Hill." <laughs> the uh, the probably the funniest thing to me, and I like the humor of it isn't really that funny. It's it's a really goofy, stupid gag. But when um when uh, uh, Channing Tatum and it's is it Russell Crowe's son? It, if it is, I didn't is. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Neither did I. Oh, I, I want to say that. Don't quote me on that. But um, when he, when when the two of them are on the football field, and then they, <laughs> for some reason, Channing Tatum has a Q-tip, and the guy is <laughs> eating a sandwich. And he's like, "Oh, I got some, I got some That's, of my meat yeah. on your Q-tip. Yep. I got some sandwich a, on your Q-tip. It's a, it's a meat cute. It's yeah. a meat Q-tip. <laughs> like that was such." Like that was such a stretch for for a punchline, but it just it made me laugh so hard. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, that's that's my favorite joke in the movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like a week after that, I kept thinking about. It. I was like, that's so ridiculous, but <laughs> something about it just works. It's one of those movies where I think it, it's such a good movie because you can tell how much fun the actors and people involved are having making the movie. Absolutely. So, so it just makes that movie so much better for me. Like kind of like the oceans movies mm. to me, like they're, they're not the greatest movies in the world, but they're fun. Cause you know, these guys are having a blast making this movie right? and they're not right. taking it too serious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when they go to the office or whatever for 22 jump street and Jonah Hill's like, uh, hey, Captain, I like your new office. It's like a big cube of ice. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn, it's so much. So funny. And Ice Cube had some amazing moments. The whole oh series God. with Hint, with Jonah Hill and Ice Cube's daughter and Jonah Hill and Ice Cube finding out about that was it was amazing i was so happy that they did something like for a movie that that constantly has like a tongue-in-cheek attitude about being a sequel and retreading familiar territory i'm so glad that they did something so different and and fun with that character oh yeah mm-hmm. um, the, the part when he grabs the green beans in, in the lunch <laughs> in the uh food line i i was crying yeah. <laughs> are you rationing that <laughs> <laughs> So uh, funny. I just liked when Jonah Hill was describing the sex. He was like, I'm talking yeah, about mission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> missionary. missionary. <laughs> I'm on top and she's on bottom. It's so funny. You high-fived her for f***ing your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny movie. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Um, so, yeah. So, that's 22 Jump Street. Anything else you guys want to say about it? I loved the end where they're going through all the future Jump Street movies. Oh my god! Yeah, that was just that was perfect. It was it was my favorite part of the movie. And it's either going to be a stol- a total stroke of genius, or it's going to ruin everything if they follow through with this Jump Street Men in Black uh, thing. <laughs> oh, I god. don't think that'll ever happen. I I'm I was shocked. the only thing I missed from the the end credit jokes uh, was a was a another remake. They didn't do a remake in there. Oh they yeah, did, they they, sh- they should have. That would have been, been good. That would have been a great way yeah. to end it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I did like the uh, contract dispute when they brought Seth Rogen in to uh, replace Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. Pretty funny. All right, <clears throat> all right, uh, Mike, you want to go next? Sure. Um, we talked about, or we've been talking about, kind of like the perspective of what college is like. So, a movie I want to talk about is one that came out in 2002 when I was still in high school, uh, and it's Van Wilder. 
nice. which is the start of uh, the beginning of kind of a weird, ultimately fruitless renaissance for National Lampoons. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, obviously the the there's the granddaddy of all college movies. Um, and then, of course, I, I think that National Lampoon hit its peak with Vacation. Um, but then they kind of did nothing for a long time and then Van Wilder came out and then there was a thousand directed DVD movies. Um, but when I saw this in high school, I loved it so much. (laughs) It was, uh, like American pie was not really for me. I mean, I know it was about high schoolers, but I was a little young for it. You know, I had to kind of sneak around and get it, but Van Wilder was one where I, like I was able to just get it from a friend. Um, and I remember the big deal about Van Wilder is it starred that one guy from Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place. I'm glad somebody <laughs> knows that that show exists besides me. Yeah, of me. course. I love that show. And also it starred that girl from American Pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right? And so like that was – they were not, of course – Ryan Reynolds and well, I guess people knew Tara Reid, but like sure. Ryan Reynolds was by no means a star, right? But I remember loving his his brand of humor from Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place, later renamed Two Guys and a Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it, I, I like to see how it how it translated. Um, mostly in 2002, I was watching it because I wanted to see the nudity. Yep, <laughs> I'm right? glad someone oh, yes. brought that up because yep. that was. <laughs> especially the 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 unrated cut of the dvd i don't know how much is in the movie that that's particularly unrated but i know that the menu like uh the the character dancing in the menu which i think is um naomi in the movie uh she she goes topless for the for the whole dvd menu in the unrated version of it so nice. um, god bless her so that was pretty sweet <laughs> I also loved the Sugar Cult soundtrack, and I was really into pop punk. I was in a pop punk band at the time. I've mentioned that before. Uh, and just so, you know, hearing music that kind of spoke to my tastes in a movie said, this movie is for me. So I loved, loved, loved Van Wilder. I don't know how well it holds up, and it definitely um, – it, it, it's hard to say about – like what it made me think college would be like because it's it's not really a traditional college experience because right. Van Wilder obviously has been there for seven years and doesn't go to um, class and yeah right exactly but um so I don't know I I, I I don't think I thought too much about what it would be like um the the movie I'm going to talk about later definitely but I, I loved Van Wilder watched it several times you guys. I think it holds up still. It, it, not as strong as it was when you know when it first came out because it was very novel at the time, especially with our age group. Because that you know back in the seventies, people had their college movies, and you know right. I guess we kind of had American Pie. But right. I, I think Van Wilder really was a cool jumping off point for our uh, our at our age group at that time. So I watched it a couple of years ago, and I think it's it's still good. It's still funny. It holds up. The jokes are still there, and it's crude college humor. So it's you know what to expect out of it, mm-hmm. right? I really, I really enjoyed it. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a couple years, or a few years probably, but I, I really enjoyed it for what it was. I, I didn't really connect to it quite the way uh, you guys seem to have. Um, I was part of the kind of uh, American Pie kind of train. Uh, I was kind of all about that in terms of a uh, crude, R-rated TG- teenage kind of humor and college college mm-hmm. age humor, I guess. Um, <clears throat> But I really enjoyed uh, the movie when I saw it. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, that's about it. I kind of, I'm, I kind of feel the same way Matt did. I wasn't as into it and I don't know why. Uh, I, I liked the movie when I finally saw it and I've watched it several times since, but yeah, I don't know. And, and I didn't even really connect to American Pie that much either. Really? So, I don't know. I just, uh, but it's definitely funny. I mean, yeah. um, I think it was also, I think I saw it after, I saw it w- like years down the road. I think I saw it after, um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Ah. And so it was kind of funny seeing Cal Penn. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> funny. Why is he talking normal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's um, weird to, to hear you haven't, you didn't see American Pie till later. It was like the holy grail of movie. Like we had to set out to find this movie. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. I like it. It's funny. I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, I, yeah. Well, he, he makes that movie. If it's yeah. not Ryan Reynolds, then. It's not as nearly as good as the movie. Right. Totally. This was right before, like this, he, yeah, it was kind of his breakout role, uh, as Mike, as you mentioned, and mm-hmm. it kind of, uh, from there is when he just kind of went off the deep end on some rom-coms, didn't he? He, he had a couple of things. I don't know that he necessarily went off the deep yeah. end. He did yeah, Blade Trinity, much. which oh, was, yeah. he was probably the only good thing about that movie. He had a really huh. good part in that movie, and yeah. that was not a good movie, but yeah. the, the scenes where he but was But he in, got huge. He did. Jesus, he got freaking huge. It's so huge that they, <laughs> they added the scene in, um, the Amityville horror where he's just walking around without his shirt off. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's the wallpaper on my phone. <laughs> God. It's the wallpaper yeah. on my walls. <laughs> yeah. It's the wallpaper in my dreams. Um, wow. I got nothing. Yeah. I kind of feel Oof. like Ryan Reynolds is the kind of actor who's kind of like they've, it's not so much that they've tried to make him a movie star. I, I feel like he hasn't really reached the level of movie stardom that, he his charisma. Wait till Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. That case I, dismissed. I have to. I I kind of agree, and I love Ryan Reynolds. I think he's. Oh, me too. Uh, but I I think he's uh, underused. I think there's a lot of things he could mm-hmm. he yeah. could do. And well, I, <clears throat> he he's underused. I, I get he's underused by the big studios. But one of the things I talked about last week was the voices, and so a lot of the like lesser known indie stuff that he's been working on is really, really, really great. I just I love the decisions he's been making lately. Yeah, he has a nice. ton of potential in both drama and comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I didn't see it. Did any of you guys see the one where uh, it was it called Buried? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, How, yeah. yes. I heard it was great. I never got around to seeing um, that. It's really, loved buried. It's a great watch because it's just so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, literally every single second, Ryan Reynolds is on screen, and mm-hmm. you just you just never for one second ever leave that coffin. It's it's mm-hmm. really a really impressive feat of filmmaking. Uh, so yeah. I mean, it's just as a standalone movie, it's it's good. But I think mm-hmm. everyone should see it if you're a, if you're a movie fan because it's so mm-hmm. unique. It kind of and this may be more telegraphing where I was in my life after when I when I watched this when I when I watched it, but it reminded me of kind of just a, a long. Kind of similar in tone to like a 24 episode. Um, mm-hmm. I can see that. And, yeah. Okay. uh, yeah. there were bits where he kind of, the, it kind of seemed like they were kind of stretching a little bit to, to kind of pad out the runtime. Yeah. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. And his performance was really intense and really, uh, he carried the movie, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, you kind of have to. Or should I say, no, I shouldn't say, cause say that's it. the opposite. Say it. Don't say it. He, he, he buried the movie. <laughs> the movie. That doesn't yeah. work because that's oh, the opposite. No, you're not making a pun nope, because you're just so taking. Much. I'm yeah. Just trying to say wow. buried. Swinging a mess. Hey, I don't. I don't mean to hijack and do a twofer here, but uh, I. I kind of like. 
I tossed back and forth either this movie or Road Trip, and we're kind of talking about this era oh. of movies. You know, the the early. 2000s to just two. I think Road Trip came out in 2000, but mm-hmm. um, also a college movie. Did you guys like? How did you feel about that during the American Pie Road Trip I Van Wilder era? Forgettable for me. Road Trip was road very trip. forgettable for me. Amy Smart, very attractive. <laughs> yeah, you get to see her uh, her fun bags in that movie, which is cool. <laughs> Amy, Amy, very smart. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it either. I yeah. don't know why. For some reason, I kind of missed the boat on the whole teen R-rated Raunchy comedy teen that, comedies? Yeah, right. from our generation. I don't know why. I just I was kind of all about those movies, and yeah. even then, Road Trip was kind of just like, all right, sure, sure. Like, it had a couple of funny moments, like the, oh, did you skin a leopard or something like that? And, you know, at the time, <laughs> that was good. but And I always forget that Stifler was in that movie. Yeah. Uh, yep. Was he a blind guy or something with... No, no, no. No, he, he had a thumb jumped up his, uh. That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of he, he, t- oh, Marilyn Ricecoat. He basically plays character. Stifler. Yeah. He's yeah. Stifler in that movie. Yeah. I think maybe that's part At of the At the same why. time, he was also in Dude Where's My Car. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I've never even seen that movie. There's some people really? that love yeah. that on a ridiculous it's... scale, and I just, I don't know why. I really don't know uh, why. It's a gat movie for I me. can see it. I can see <laughs> the cult interest in it. Like I get it. It's it's actually the first movie I bought. I'm not of the of the dude wears my car cult, but uh, Mm -hmm. it was the first DVD I ever purchased. Oh wow! Wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think with Road Trip, the thing the disconnect with me on it maybe came from uh, Tom Green being in it. Yeah. Uh, Again, forgot about him. I just. But that was the height of the Tom Green thing. Yeah, and then that was the height of me hating Tom Green. <laughs> you didn't I, like Tom Green. I never, ever, ever got his appeal. I don't anything. know. I thought he was kind of funny. Me too. Oh, I love Tom little, Green so much. Really? A little bit. I, and I, I'll, I'll be honest. Sure. I kind of really enjoy Freddy Got Fingers. <laughs> me too. I think it's hilarious. I know. Never seen it. Yeah. yeah I think I've seen it, but I, I don't remember. It's, it's it's better than it has any right to be. Oh, absolutely. That's the best absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. I'll take your guys' word for it. <laughs> Not going to run out there and try to watch it, are you? No, no. Well, that, okay, that's that's enough of me. I, we've done we've done my movie too much. You want to move okay. on to Tiny? Sure, Tiny. Sure. Uh, my movie comes before those other ones. Uh, it's from 1994. It's called PCU. Uh, it's a very underrated movie. Um, like I said, it came out in the 90s. It stars Jeremy Piven and uh, unknown John Favreau. This may have been one of his first big roles. Um, and it's not even that big, really. It really isn't. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't say much of anything in this entire film. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the cast is kind of like uh, 90s burnouts who never really did much. Um, David Spade isn't it? David Spade isn't it, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this this movie is like... I Whenever I think of college movies, this is always at the top. I just... I think I watched this movie when I was younger. And like I watched it on Comedy Central, so it was edited relatively heavily and then i saw it on dvd and i just realized how hilarious it was um it's 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 pretty topical now too because it's called pcu which that's the name that's the initials of the the college the fictional college that's in the movie it stands for port chester university but the whole movie is also kind of about um political correctness and how the entire campus is just like divided into these little like cliques and sects of people who are just 
they just like they're they're just antagonistic towards one another and they just they they get offended and they protest each other and like you just can't say anything without being politically incorrect so the the title has a different meaning it also stands for a political correct university um and so it it's kind of stars you know these these like kind of burnout college people kind of like van wilder sort of mm-hmm. um jeremy piven's character is very much like van wilder um and you know they're they're just these ragtag group of of like losers basically but they they keep getting complaints levied against them um and eventually it gets to the point where they're going to get going to get kicked out and so they have to pay off this bill for all the damage they've caused and so they throw this huge party and charge an entrance fee um and it just kind of goes from so you're saying old school the plot of old school is a ripoff of pcu (laughs) (laughs) sort of it's a little different but uh um yeah it's just a really funny movie i just uh people have their qualms about jeremy piven um but i thought he was kind of perfect for this character that he plays uh draws is the name of the character but um you know and it just hits all these different notes of the people you run into in college there's the hippies and there's the the feminists and there's the <laughs> the tree huggers and the jocks and the republican douches uh <laughs> greek people i mean it's just like it's it just hits all those notes and they all just like conflict with one another um yeah, it's it's just it, I think it's a, a pretty fun representation of college life. Sure, sweet. Yeah, I uh, I actually borrowed your copy, Tiny, and I watched this last night. And eh, I mean, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was okay. It was the way that you describe it really makes me gain a new appreciation for it. Don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> makes me kind of gain, I, not really gain an appreciation, but kind of see see where you're coming from and see where mm-hmm. like the appeal of the movie is. It did, didn't really connect with me. Okay. Um, and also, like you mentioned, people having their qualms with Jeremy Piven. I <laughs> like I'm I I could not stand Entourage when it was on. I I just I I didn't like that show. For various reasons. And then watching PCU, I just had this weird, like, this weird thought throughout it. Like, every time Jeremy Piven was on the screen, I'm like, he's got one of the most punchable faces I've ever seen. <laughs> he's, he's so, like, he's so likable in that movie, though. PCU, he's, he, he's the guy that brings them all together, Matt. He, yeah. He is, but, uh, bring them all together, punch him in the face. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, uh, like, in the middle of it, before I kind of had this realization, like, just, he just looks kind of, like, he just kind of looks like a tool to me a little yeah. bit. And, and like, halfway through the movie, I was like, okay, I can't, I, I like the character, but I, like, you I just Googled, can't get past Jeremy Piven. Yeah. I'm just like, like, I Googled, why do I hate Jeremy Piven? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And it also, the movie also kind of involves a ridiculous plot. Yeah. Like a lot of these college movies do. Like, Spoiler alert, George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic yeah. <laughs> come play a concert at their at their house that they're trying to save. Which is great. Which yeah, is it's, great. it's fantastic, but it's it's ridiculous, but it's funny. Um, no more ridiculous than pleasuring a dog to put cream into an eclair, though. Ex- yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I uh, Another thing that I kind of had to disconnect with it on, or another reason why I can really connect to it, is that it... I, this isn't a fault of the movie, because I mean, it can't really. I mean, it came out in '94, so it it maybe didn't establish these tropes, but it kind of felt very like very like college movie, raunchy college movie kind of just archetypes. 
mm-hmm. playing with different like uh, different sects of people and having them kind of I don't know what I, like kind of there's a lot of elements in it that have been parodied in in movies and TV shows depicting and uh, parodying um, <laughs> college movies that it kind of soured it for me because I've seen I've seen these the satire version of this of this trope and of this genre so much that seeing the actual like movie of it is kind of a I don't know kind of just failed to connect with me okay um also i i think i maybe dropped the thought earlier but i think it's kind of poignant in like modern times because it's all about political correctness and that's you know with the advent of the internet mm-hmm. now everything is about you know it's all about 140 character tweets and it's about uh, little little um audio clips where you just basically try to catch somebody saying something that's just a slightly politically incorrect and then everyone loses their minds and they're ostracized yeah. like Sean Penn at the Oscars. Or have you been following the new uh, controversy over who they've chosen for the Daily Show? I yeah. just saw it, like, the headlines It's about so this. ridiculous. And to be perfectly yeah. honest, I've read some of the tweets. They're pretty They're pretty hilarious. <laughs> they are funny. Yeah. yeah. And it's how often has Jon Stewart been politically incorrect? I mean, that's kind right. of the show. So I, right. I don't see why other ones making such a big deal out of it. But was he? Were, were these recent tweets, or did someone dig them up? I think they, they did, went back and dug these. They dug up. them oh up. They're God. like three, four years old yeah. or older. Okay, yeah. Yeah. internet. <laughs> right, calm down. You're. It seems like you're trying to vet a, the new anchor for a like a fake news show. Yeah, like come on, guys. Yeah, he's he's not taking over the Situation Room or exactly he's taking over a Comedy Central Comedy yeah. Central show. Calm right. down. Granted, I mean the Daily Show is really you know really great. It, it's a political monster. It, it really yeah. is, but it's still just a comedy show, right? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. So yeah, I think it it has some themes in it from the early 90s that are very applicable today. It's just like, you know what? Let's just calm down and just laugh at somebody cracking a joke. Right. Yeah. It might be at its, it might be at somebody's expense, but screw it. Sure. Yeah. Let's all punch Jeremy Piven in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, have you seen PCU? No, I have not. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> Classic. It was yeah. kind of the first college movie I actually was introduced to. Like, I remember because yeah. I caught it on ironically enough comedy central nice. uh because they used to show it all the they time back all in, the time yeah comedy and central, that's yeah. where i watched it and i just when i was uh you know 11 12 13 or whenever how old i was i, I loved it yeah I, I thought it was a great movie and it really set up the uh whole college genre for me so i i don't know kind of a uh, special place in my heart a little nostalgia okay. there right yeah me too I, yeah i can get on board with that i understand yeah. um all right well if you guys don't mind i uh i can jump over to mine I mind greatly. Do it. Uh, well, <laughs> damn it. Uh, my first pick is uh, Old School, which I tried to find my DVD of, but couldn't find it because it's still in boxes. But anyway, <laughs> so it's been a couple years since I've seen this movie, but man, I... Jeremy Piven's also with yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, but he plays a character you kind of want to punch in the face anyway. Yeah, yeah and... That's I was so bummed that I while while I was watching PCU last night I was really excited to watch old school because I could tell like like I feel like casting him in old school in that role was kind of like stunt casting as a play or as an homage or whatever to his role in PCU because he's basically playing like kind of a David Spade esque character yeah kind of the opposite of what he was in PCU exactly yeah so I kind of I I wish I would have been able to rewatch old school. Before recording, because I feel like I would have gained a little bit of a new appreciation for it. But 
this movie is so so much fun and is it the movie that started the the um the frat, frat pack? pack yeah yeah I think so yeah it's mm-hmm. uh i don't it's just it's a really well constructed comedy and uh it came at a the t- at a time when r rated comedy was like right just just really really hitting its peak um yeah and it kind of just opened up uh the floodgates for just a ton of a ton of really great R-rated comedies in the early 2000s and in in its depiction of uh college college life it's it's funny to see it uh to see these to see these older people i guess um these <laughs> adults kind of kind of trying to reclaim their youth in in this college thing uh college setting and it's it, it's a fun not reversal but it's a fun uh slant on the college movie uh genre because you're seeing the college students and the college lifestyle from a very different perspective from what you're normally accustomed to and it's it really plays incredibly well and and has a lot of great comedic timing and also vince vaughn is awesome he is that (laughs) really the breakout for me with vince vaughn's like Mm -hmm. he i was never impressed with swingers but vince vaughn and old school i he, that oh, really, see, I, I almost dropped swingers on you because I love swingers. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't. It's okay. I don't, I don't hate it. I just don't think it's yeah. as great as uh, people sometimes make it out to be. Gotcha. But I, I get so tired of Vince Vaughn. You baby, your money, your money. Okay, okay, <laughs> we get it. He's money, such money. I've, <laughs> I've seen the movie once, and I just kind of was like, okay, <laughs> sure. But, yeah, I, I remember this movie being like a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you couldn't go down the halls of your high school without hearing, you're my boy, Blue. Blue, Blue, right? yep. Yeah, or like mm-hmm. it's so good. Once Grab your, your green hat. <laughs> yeah. And Will Ferrell sold that sold the movie for me entirely. I mean, oh, yeah. He, it, it was Will Ferrell's movie for me. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to- I got to say the first time I saw this movie, I didn't get it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I was like... I was such a fan of Will Ferrell on SNL because I was such a fan of SNL back then that I was like, you know, kind of a snob about it. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, this is, oh, he's just trying so hard. Go back to SNL. Sure, sure. <laughs> hmm. um, I don't know. I thought it was just all right. And it's, and it's held up reasonably well, but I, I still, I, I wouldn't call it my favorite of, of the bunch. Huh. I, w- I wouldn't call it my f- favorite either, but again, this one ho- kind of holds a special place for me because this came out in 2003 during my freshman year of college. So to me, it was it was my college movie. So it was, it was gotcha. fantastic. Yeah. Nice. I still quote the movie. Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, yeah. You're my boy, Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have enough time. <laughs> I, I thought about that. That was a thing. went through uh, Bed Bath & Beyond the other day. Things are not exactly street legal yet. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Mike? I was just saying how, Matt, you mentioned that it came out uh, at kind of, it like opened the floodgates for the for the wave of rated R movies that were, rated R comedies that were super popular. Yeah. Um, it was also... Um, a really popular, like the last of the really quotable movies. And I guess if you start in 04, 05, 06, 07 with like Wedding Crashers, 40 year old, basically Judd Apatow movies, um, uh, Adam, Adam McKay movies Mm -hmm. are like the last of the great quotable movies. Or would you, I mean, are the Jump Street movies quotable? Kind of. They have some good moments, I I feel like, that are quotable. 
They do for sure, but I but I I guess I'm referring to a culture change. We don't we oh. don't really quote movies all that much anymore. I agree with you, Mike. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I could get behind that. Could that yeah. be because we're older and we're not as plugged into what is? Uh, no, you know, no, it's them that are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, kids are stupid. Kids are dumb. It's those damn kids. That's one of the things that I was going to bring up about old school also is that I kind of wonder if it's been a few years since I've watched this and I kind of wonder if any of us uh, will have – if it will resonate with us in a, in a different way as we get older because, I mean, we're all, you know, we're all old as f- On the um, wrong side of 25? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And I kind of wonder – I'm in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Ew! <laughs> God. Well, people have been thinking I was thirty since I was twenty. So, right. yeah, I know the feeling. People just yell at me to put my clothes on. <laughs> um, that's dumb. I'm Your mom? Mad. Wait, none? Not what? anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Jeez, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, all this is getting cut. Um, <laughs> you know what though? I, I I feel like that in ten years from now, the premise of old school would seem like a great idea. I'm yeah. just uh, like. Yeah. Wanting to For go us, back to, to us, to, yeah, to, like if, oh, yeah. when I'm 40 years old, I, I'd probably be thinking, man, I want to have an adult frat and getting drunk with my friends. <laughs> right. That sounds like an awesome time. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how realistic that would be. Like, I mean, because you know, can't. Well, yeah, they, they kind of did that too with the not being able to handle themselves as well as they could have when they were kids. Did yeah. they handle that in the movie? Uh, yeah. uh, Frank the Tank, almost the only one though. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, um, we'll see here in like ten years. Let's let's do it. Old school too. <laughs> well, come back to us in ten years <laughs> when we readdress college movies. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, when we get to uh, OV two hundred two, we should do advanced college movies. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, so that's old school. I really loved it, and I hope I can find the damn DVD so I can watch it again. <laughs> um, Fekus, do you want to go on your next one, second one? Yes. Um, I'm actually uh, surprised that no one had picked this one yet, but Animal House pretty much started the entire college uh, genre culture. Mm-hmm. And- Listeners, note Matt's uh, inhalation at the moment. Oh, man. Do you not? I never really connected to it. I watched it when I was let's, kind of oh, Let's let him talk. Let's go let ahead, the man go talk. Yes. Anyway, anyway, so Animal <laughs> House is the greatest movie of all time, Matt. <laughs> I thought that was Interstellar. Mm, I, oh. bought, I bought that today. Anyway, uh, no, but seriously, Animal House to me, I mean, this is the quintessential uh, you know, frat house movie. I think even though it was made in the, in the late 70s, it, mm-hmm. it's got that classic comedic everything in it to me i I don't even know how else to explain it it, (laughs) because i'm baffled that you do not find this you you don't connect to it but it has so many classic moments the uh the time they take all their dates over to the uh to the music house where the guy was singing for their frat party (laughs) and it gets awkward donald sutherland's ass cheeks is when he reaches up into the cupboard to get his cereal (laughs) jesus i i what i'll say about Animal House is that I watched it once when I was like a teenager and I don't remember the circumstances of watching it but I just remember thinking like well I don't really see what it's all cracked up to be so maybe I need to revisit it but I haven't I've gone like 10-15 years well, without this, 
This is another movie, too, where it, it hits for me because you can tell everyone's having such a good time. There's a lot of good okay. mythology behind the, the movie itself, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've I've seen any of the documentaries behind it, they'll, they talk about how it was pretty much a frat house kind of atmosphere when they were filming this. Everyone mm-hmm. is partying, having a good time, getting drunk. They would go to the whatever campus they found that would actually let them film this <laughs> movie. They would go and crash the frat parties there and get into fights with the actual college students. Really? <laughs> so there's all kinds of good huh. mythology behind the movie too. And it's, you know, it's the classic John Belushi stuff, which, you know, if, if you watch any of his SNL stuff, Blues Brothers, it's, it's amazing. He's got great comedic timing on the, huh. on the film for me. And classic moments like the horse in the uh, dean's office and <laughs> Kevin Bacon's first movie. It's kind of killing me right now that you don't connect wow. with this. Isn't Friday the 13th Kevin Bacon's first movie? Was it? I thought it was uh, I thought it was Animal House. When did Friday the 13th come out? Uh, 1980. 78 yeah. would be uh, Animal House. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of echo Matt's sentiment. Oh, Ooh. tiny thrown down the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was the same circumstances I saw when I was a teenager, like 16 or something, and I... I don't know for whatever reason. Have you seen it since? No. I I urge you to watch it again. Okay, I probably need to. Yeah, Tiny, I, we can have a viewing party in my apartment. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> I mean, it's got some of the most classic college movie, you know, moments. The, the giant food fight in the cafeteria, <laughs> the the big battle between the the pompous frats and the uh, kind of the lesser frats. Mm. It. Man, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> feel like I'm a lunar right now. Mike, 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 can you save save me on this? <sighs> Threesies, boys. God <laughs> damn it! Yeah, you guys have said everything I've already said. I saw it probably. Who said when you were seventeen? Tiny when you were. I yeah. probably saw it when I was seventeen. Um, like I remember my girlfriend that I was dating at the time. Her dad insisted that I watch it. Uh, so I found it in a bin. It was I love John Belushi. Blues Brothers is one of my favorites. I, I thought that I had to see this movie. Um, and the movie is set in the fifties, correct? Or the or the sixties? Early sixties? Fifties, uh, I believe. No. Okay. So, no sixties. The humor to me felt like it was from the sixties. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it was. It was just not hilarious. And I and I, I think there are so many other movies where like the like old movies that hold up okay man Man. (laughs) sorry no it's all right and it actually surprised me that uh such a fan of blues brothers didn't give you and i know it's kind of two different uh types of humor but john belushi john belushi yeah like his speech at the frat house to get everyone pumped and ready to go fight the dean did they give up when the germans bomb pearl harbor i mean ah so many classic movies that s- started the whole genre for me. Kind of, you guys are kind of killing me right now. Animal House. I stand by it. It's my favorite college movie. Oh, Animal House. You are not alone. Yeah. <laughs> you are not alone. We are definitely. We're in the minority for here. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's Animal House. <laughs> uh, Mike, what do you got for us next? Uh, the next movie I'll talk about is I saw in my college years, so we can kind of talk about. Um, and you guys hopefully will get in on this too. The the experience of watching a college movie in college and kind of maybe how it matched up. But my sophomore year, I saw uh, Accepted, Justin Long with Justin Long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I feel like the movie is kind of an underrated gem. 
it's it's silly stupid it's in the vein of all the movies we've talked about before um and it's 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 funny it it works it's um i really like early jonah hill there's there's the moment where they're in like the creaky old house that they the (laughs) the old place that they want to turn into their um their college and like the walls fall down and he and he screams like a girl and he goes it would be really cool if you guys didn't tell anybody about this (laughs) so it's just that like you get a taste of what jonah hill was going to be later on um and you know, the movie gets incredibly ridiculous later on where they're kind of granted their own college. But uh, I don't know. So, something about it clicked for me. Something something about it I liked a lot. Surprise courtroom drama. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, this is a what do you guys think of this? fantastic movie. Um, I I've, I think I used the phrase earlier, but it's, it's funnier than it has any right to be. Um, yeah, sure. I, I didn't see it for a while because I was like, I saw the previews. I was like, that's going to be a dumb movie. That's probably not going to be funny. Um, but the cast just elevated it so much. Um, Justin Long, I don't know why people don't like him so much. I think he's awesome. Um, Do they not like him? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I who, who doesn't like Justin really? Long? Really? My brother hates him. I don't know really? why. Really? Yeah. I, I just it, hate might be a strong word, but he doesn't like him. It reminds me of the Family Guy bit where it's like, uh, it's Peter says something like, we. Uh, I'm gonna shove this down your throat like like uh, Hollywood tries to shove Justin Long down our throats or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. continue. I <laughs> fudged that. I just think he's versatile. I mean, one of my favorite, probably my favorite scene he's ever done is Zack and Mary make a porno. Yeah. I yes. mean, that's yes. just at the uh, reunion. Yeah, yeah, it's just oh, so yeah. funny. It's good. Um, but anyways, back to accepted. <laughs> I he just he really just nailed the comedy in that movie. It feels like it feels like. With, with between him and Jonah Hill, that they those two actors both have the ability and the talent to go off script and make it even better than it is. Oh, yeah. And I, I have a feeling there's a lot of that in this movie, and it just shows so much when you watch it. Um, it's hilarious, and also Blake Lively. Yes. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. Let's just sit and think about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, I was just going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that you would say, um, right then too. <laughs> um, like the twins well, in 22 Jump Street. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, you go ahead, Mike. To, just to go back to my thesis about how, how this relates. And I saw this my sophomore year, so I had already started college, but what, what I think I loved so much about it was just that, um, you know, the feeling of where am I, what am I going to do with my life that college kind of brings. And I was in my sophomore year still thinking the same thing that Justin Long's character Bartleby is thinking. Um, and so I, I really connected with that on kind of an obvious level, but I, I appreciated it all the more for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, his awkwardness really resonated with me, or at least his awkwardness in that one scene where he, uh, the uh, I think it was, was it Blake Lively asks him uh, to about prom or something and she's asking him to mow her lawn yeah not a euphemism (laughs) but um like that just resonated with me because i suck at talking to people (laughs) but um (laughs) one thing about the movie it's funny because i think i saw i saw this movie after i finished uh usi but not going to usi anymore so i like i was kind of in between things i was considering uh, I think this was before I, I took some classes at Ivy Tech, but there was a big, big, um, 
a, a lot of the people that don't like this movie or, or people find fault in the premise is that it kind of completely ignores the uh, fact that in like you can go to a community college and not pay really pay that much money and transfer to <laughs> a bigger school or something. Right. Like it, it just kind of just negates that entire route in terms of a uh, like vocational school. And yeah, stuff like yeah. That. It kind of yeah. completely ignores that. But I mean, if you can get past that, obviously it's it's a really enjoyable, really fun movie, and it's uh, it's it's pretty it's surprisingly clever. Like. I don't know. They could have taken a lot of easy route, easy routes, uh, but they, they, it kind of had this uh, this weird heart to it that, like Tiny said, I, it didn't really have any business having that kind of yeah that kind of totally um, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Also, Columbus Short. Whatever happened to Columbus Short? Uh, uh, I think he's done a lot of. Um, I think he did a lot of the like Tyler Perry movies. Who's oh, that's Short. unfortunate. Or maybe he was in one or two of them. <laughs> Who is know. that? He's the black guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's the buddy. I didn't want to. He's say the it buddy. I didn't want to sound racist, but okay. The, he's the token black guy, the failed athlete. Right. Yeah. Yes. Huh. The uh, the guy that plays uh, <laughs> Darwin Dunlop Abernathy, uh, he's playing the penguin on Gotham. Yes. Um, good casting. I, I I've only seen the first episode of Gotham, but I was like, I gave up on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yep. Uh, Me yeah. too. I. I never really felt the urge to watch the second episode or there's any there's no reason. I gave it much more chances than I should have, but <laughs> but seeing him in it, I was like, uh, he kind of seems like he's doing the same thing um, that he didn't accepted. But I like Lewis Black and accepted Lewis Black yeah. is great. No, totally. agreed, totally. Sure, he's he's very well suited for that role. I don't I don't like him. In general. Oh, really? Oh, I think yeah. he's hilarious. I think that his his whole yelling shtick is a little, just a little overbearing and a little too much. Same kind of thing with the... Um... His fingers freak me out a little bit. <laughs> he does do He does weird things with his hands. Oh, he yeah, does. he does, doesn't he? Yes. I'm just waiting for him to have a stroke while he's doing it, and we're all <laughs> thinking it's part of the bit, and he just dies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that it's happened, and we all just haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's perfect on The Daily Show for the Back in Black segment. Oh, that was one of my favorite segments. Right. It, I like it, in, as far as stand-up goes, I can see how he's a little off-putting. But in that segment, he's just perfect because he's supposed to be like scolding us. And so it makes sense in that context. Sure. But his stand-up, yeah, I can understand how it's a little yeah, off-putting. Yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, how I feel about Billy Eichner. Uh, I just can't yeah. get into his anything he does. Um so yeah, so uh, let let's move on to the next one. Is that all we got on accepted? Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, Tiny, what do you got for us? Uh, my next one is another classic. It is 1984's Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge um, of the Nerds. <laughs> uh, this is another movie that has a nostalgic aspect to it for myself because I used to watch the edited version on Comedy Central all the time. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I don't. I didn't see like the actual like full rated R version until I was substantially older. I didn't realize there were so many boobs in it and stuff. <laughs> um. But yeah, this. This is another classic movie. I think it kind of it kind of rode the coattails of Animal House a little bit. Uh, it was only six years after Animal House. Um, it's a it's a different movie because it it focuses on the. Um, I I can't really say much about <laughs> about uh, Animal House because I haven't seen it in so long. But right. um, it you know it focuses on the nerds, which is a little bit different. Um, but it's 
It's a funny movie. I mean, it's it's pretty stupid. It has it, again, it, it has that classic ridiculous plot where it's like they they win a talent show at the end, and that's the big climax. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's just the stupid ass song at the end. It's it's really Jeez. dumb. Um, so it's kind of anticlimactic in that respect. But uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a kind of a fun movie. I haven't <laughs> seen it in so long. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of it, but uh, yeah. Fun movie. How how have you guys watched it much? I watched it a couple years ago, and I was just kind of like, sure, uh, yeah, kind of yeah. the the PCU effect on me. Okay. Um, no one was really punchable in it, but it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was okay. It was goofy, but it, it mm-hmm. was it was a fun it was a fun watch. Yeah, I agree. I li- I, I liked it. Uh, I'm kind of with Tiny on this. It's got the nostalgia factor uh, yeah, yeah. going for me, and growing up, kind of a, a huge nerd, I kind of related a lot to the actual characters in the. <laughs> In the film, and yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fun, albeit there was a there is the awkward uh, kind of date rape scene in it. Yeah, but, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, other than that, I, that's a fun movie. It's one of those check your brains at the door movies. But it's, yeah. I mean, what college movie isn't? To be right. honest, so. right. I was really cool growing up, so no, I know <laughs> it just didn't resonate with me. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see why the popular guys got such a hard time in that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know we were really cool. We were really. Yeah. I love Doger. Ogre's great. Yeah, Ogre. Mike, uh, Mike, how do you feel? Yeah, about? it was a, uh, it was just, it was a WGN movie. A WGN movie is, uh, I guess, another word for a Saturday <laughs> yeah. afternoon movie. Yeah, uh, that I'm not even <laughs> sure if I've ever seen the whole thing at in one sitting. You know what I mean? But I've just mm-hmm. seen all of it in parts. Wow. Um, and I always kind of liked it a little, but you know. That's really all I got about it. Yeah. I think it's a good college movie, though. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Stars, uh, I think, at the time, a pretty unknown John Goodman as the coach. Yeah, that's right. He was. He was the coach. Yeah. And Anthony Edwards would go on to ER. Right. Uh, yeah. They, I think they kind of played up, in the movie, they kind of play up the uh, the nerdiness a little bit too much. Like, it's a little over the top. Yeah. yeah I think what, that was the reason why I couldn't really... Yeah. Into it. With the those the tri lambs coming into the play too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they were the tri lambs, the five mu who were there. Who sure. they called the five moos, I believe, <laughs> the sorority. Yeah, Jeez. but it, and it's kind of funny how they, you know, the nerds were trying to find a, a, a frat house that they could join, but nobody wanted them except the tri lambs, right. which is a traditionally black. Uh, isn't that the, that's the plot, right? Is yeah, it traditionally yeah, it's traditionally black, black rat. It's like they don't discriminate <laughs> yeah. for any reason. It's like, well, like we kind of have to let them in. Um, it's just kind of funny. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I, I love that plot point. But. Yeah, they go into the, the frat house for the first time, and you know how they have like the all the different classes, the pictures up on the wall. It's just entirely yeah. black guys. <laughs> it's just pretty funny. Jeez. So. Yeah, it's like, really dumb movie, but kind of fun. Sounds like that college needs an RFRA. Act past anyway. That was wow. so, so topical. Topical, really man. I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we we should probably kind of get to step in because Fekus needs to get out of here fairly yes. soon. Um, anything else on Revenge of the Nerds, guys? The sequels are terrible. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen the sequels. Yeah, I mean, really bad. Um, cool. So my my last one. Uh, this will be quick. I I just watched it today on uh, HBO Go. Actually, uh, Dead Man on Campus from 1998, <laughs> uh, with uh, Mark Paul Gosselaar. Yeah. And is it Tom Everett? Scott? Tom Everett Scott. Yeah. 
He okay, Mike. I know you love that thing you do. It's a great movie. I love it so. Yeah, and I've I've never seen it and everything. Oh, and uh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, and isn't he also in Deadpool? Gap movie. Exactly. I think he's in Deadpool side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both those movies are Gap movies for me. He is fucking horrible in Dead Man on Campus. Really? <laughs> uh, it, it. He was just irritating the hell out of me the entire time. <laughs> and the movie isn't really that good. Like, there's not really much to say about it. It's. It's about uh, two roommates in college who who they find that they're about to flunk all their classes and everything, and so they hatch a plan to uh, get a suicidal roommate so that when the when he kills himself, they'll get straight A's for the semester. Right. Um. And it was also it came out like right around the same time that the movie Dead Man's Curve, which was later renamed The Curve with Matthew Lillard, that had a similar premise. Does that have a, a song uh, like Blink One Eighty Two did a did an old fifties cover for the soundtrack of that movie? Dead Man on Campus or The Curve? The Curve. I don't know. I don't remember. I remember that that was kind of the same premise, but it was a thriller, or you know, so I, I don't know much about it, but. Um, but Dead Men on Campus, it, it, you know, it, it's an hour and a half movie. About an hour or about forty-five minutes, a halfway point of the movie is when they decide to get a roommate to to um to that's suicidal. God, and is that long into the yeah, movie? Really? Damn. Yeah, I was like, this is just really a mess. And, I don't remember. I've yeah. seen the movie, but I don't remember it taking that long to get to that point. Yeah, and granted, the first forty-five minutes is filled with a lot of just kind of fun like college stuff like tom everett scott's really really date rape (laughs) hazing (laughs) yeah um but it's it it just wasn't that good the the standout or the the most memorable thing about it is that it came out in 98 which is uh i don't i don't know when say by the bell ended but it was kind of uh it was it seemed like an interesting role for Mark Paul Gossler to take because it's kind of a very similar to uh, to Zach Morris role, but it's like Zach Morris as a pothead uh, and as a burnout, a little and darker it, Zach Morris. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I don't know. It, it's funny to me that the, the 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 legacy that Dead Man on Campus leaves behind is that it's 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 Mark Paul Gossler's Showgirls essentially. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know what's funny? That came out around the same time uh, as uh, an even lesser known movie um, starring James Vanderbeek, The Rules of Attraction, which is also a college movie where he kind of plays a burnout um, that failed. Similar, Similar trajectory type movies. That's based on a Brett Easton Ellis novel, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tiny, don't you really like that movie? Uh, I do like it, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I really like Brett Easton Ellis. Sweet. Cool. Well, uh, that about does it for our conversation on college movies. I had to think of what. Should we do? Can we do really quick just a round robin of the ones we couldn't get to? Sure. Yeah. I don't have any off the top of my head. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Well, I'll I'll yeah. do mine and we okay. can we. Pitch can Perfect we is one of mine. Talk about Scream Two, and oh, yeah. and we discussed oh, about call. just how much we talk about the Scream movies. Probably seemed a, a little superfluous, maybe inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um. But it is there are it's very college. Yeah. yeah. Um also Rodney Dangerfield's uh back, back to school, school. <laughs> which I love. Um Pitch Perfect, which I w- watched with right. you, Matt, was which was just a treat. Oh yeah. Love that movie. Um Monsters University. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I so <laughs> underwhelmed with that movie. <laughs> Oh wow, okay. I Monsters um, Inc. was fantastic. I just didn't think that Monsters University hit the mark. 
Hey. Also, uh, Drumline, a surprise movie that I liked a lot. That was actually kind of a fun movie. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. Sorority Row, a horror movie, takes place on college, <laughs> college campus. Um, a Beautiful Mind, which we didn't talk about it. You don't really yeah. think about that being that. That might be a stretch one. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then another possible stretch one, but um, those of us, those of you listeners who listen to us over the summer, know um, of the Water Boy which takes place on a college. <laughs> so, <laughs> Matt. You could, you could go Goodwill Hunting, on. too, if you really wanted to. Like, <laughs> Goodwill Hunting could be really considered a college-ish movie. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Social network. Yeah, social um, network more so than yeah. Goodwill Hunting, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so, that yeah, uh, cool. Anything else on college movies? Nope. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to Potpourri. If this is your first time listening, this is the section of the podcast where we just kind of talk about whatever we're into, stuff we've watched, stuff we're looking forward to, uh, news that's broken, stuff stuff like that. Anything we want as long as it smells good, like my new apartment, which I have a candle warmer going, compliments uh, <laughs> of a friend of mine that gave it to me as a housewarming gift. So, for Potpourri, uh, Fekus, since you are our guest, uh, what, did, what do you got for us? I uh, Today, actually, before the podcast, I went to go see It Follows. It's a horror movie that came out this year, and to be perfectly honest, nowhere on my radar. Um mm-hmm. I just happened to find it while searching for a movie on Rotten Tomatoes to go see because I haven't seen a movie in the theater since Chappie. And I'm per- I'm pretty jaded about horror movies just because there's just a- an abundance of crap out there. Absolutely. But I was shocked at how good this movie was. Nice. Um, it, very original premise. I'm not going to go too much into it for uh, those who have not yet to see it. But it it does a great job pacing. It does a good nice. job of keeping it tense. No, you know, there's one cheap scare, uh, <laughs> and you almost have to expect that sort of thing. But it's it does such a good job of keeping the viewer uh, kind of tense and at the edge of the seat. And what really struck me the most about this movie was the music, the score for the film. It was nice. very, very much old. 70s, 80s slasher film kind of score to it, and it works perfectly Hello. with this movie. <laughs> and I'm going to say this. I haven't talked to anyone yet that has seen this movie, mm-hmm. but there was one thing that it, it bugged me b- more than it should have. I have no idea what time this movie took place. Really? The, huh. the TVs that they watch are old, like, 70s TVs. But like, there's a police car, and I I know huh. this just because of my my profession. But mm-hmm. I know that's a 2011 uh, Crown Victoria with <laughs> LED lights, and I know that wasn't present in the 70s. There's wow. the the way they dress is kind of taken back to the, uh, the 70s, and I want to huh. talk to somebody about this movie <laughs> so I can because everyone probably thinks I'm crazy right now. But and there's one character has this has a device. It's kind of cell phone ish type of thing, but it's. Not a cell phone. She's like reading a book really? on it, but it's not like an iPad or a tablet or anything like that. I, I, I'm, I let it distract me way too much away from the movie, <laughs> which it, it was. A, it's a fantastic movie, and I get back to that. And it's just such a surprise because, especially when a horror movie comes out in March, you think, "Well, this right. is filler until until the summer movies come out." Mm-hmm. But it's, and I feel bad that it's coming out this time because yeah. I th- really think it's getting overlooked, and it, it's a brilliant movie. I mean, it's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but as far as horror movies go, one of the best I've seen in recent memory. Wow. I And I don't want to say too much about the premise, uh, but it's mm-hmm. – go see it. Give it a shot. Very high marks. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I actually just recently, like a few days ago, watched the trailer for It Follows, and like it, like like you, it was not on my radar at all. I just a friend of mine told me like watch this trailer, and I was like, okay, cool. So I watched it, and I'm so happy that you said that about the score and the aesthetic of it, because the trailer was so it felt like such a nostalgia throwback to old kind of older uh horror movies the way that they were marketed like uh, like i can't remember what the some of the taglines were but it was like it doesn't do that it does right. this it does it's uh, like it just felt like does it give up yeah i was just like i i i need to see this movie yeah it's it, it was so much better than i anticipated just because i have such a low regard for uh modern day horror films right. but it's I was completely shocked by it, and I just I I'm so sad that it's not really getting the buzz that it really deserves. Right. Hmm. Cool. So that's uh, it. Follows. Uh, Mike, do you want to go next? Yeah. Um. I watched a movie in New Orleans over my little break. Um. Enemy came out. I think at the end of 2013. Definitely not. 2015 might have been might have been early 2014 um i'm sorry i didn't look that up i don't really care you can look it up if you want anyway <laughs> uh, enemy stars jake gyllenhaal as a man who let me go back it's a twisty plot and uh i watched it and i read about it and nobody's really sure exactly what's going on so it's kind of one of those type of movies um but the basic premise is that he plays a character that's kind of a loner. He's a teacher. He, he kind of talks about like the monotony in his job. Um, and so he talks to someone who gives him uh, like a recommendation for a movie to watch. And he goes home and he sees somebody who looks exactly like himself uh, in this movie. And so Jake Gyllenhaal also plays this actor who does uh, movies. And basically it's about uh, these two, these two guys meeting. And so to not spoil any plot things, I'll, I'll kind of end there. Um, and talk more about um, just the the mood of the of the piece, and also um, Gyllenhaal's performance. The mood is is awesome. It's not that kind of stark white, dark blue thing that Nightcrawler has, but it's that eerie. It's kind of it's like got a mustard yellow uh, uh, tone to the entire thing, where you're kind of on edge and kind of wondering what exactly is going on. They do a lot of. Um, uh, just kind of panning shots of the city in which he lives that kind of look foggy and hazy in this in this yellow um, and it 's very uneasy very unsettling kind of look as far as jake gyllenhaal it's um it 's almost as good as Nightcrawler in terms of just an electrifying uneasy performance that kind of it, it makes me laugh again when I think about what if Prince of Persia was a success <laughs> and, and he didn't do movies like enemy. Um, it's a thinker and I'm, and I'm still thinking about it uh, about a week later. Um, and I can't wait to watch it again, knowing what I know now. So, um, high, high recommend for sure. Nice. I re- now that you're describing the movie, I remember seeing this preview and really wanting to see it. And I don't remember it hitting theaters. Mm hmm. Is it is it on DVD or did you, did you go to? I I found it somewhere. I watched it somewhere. Oh, <laughs> it, uh, I watched it. <laughs> I think it had a very limited release. It is available on uh, Amazon Prime. I assume, Mike, that that's what you're referring to. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. I watched it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, if I were happen to see this in a movie store, would it be a blind buy? You think? Oh. What's the Matt? What's your rating below Blind Buy? Uh, 
Uh, the, the scales change a little bit. Uh, buy it new. <laughs> or, yeah, buy it new. So buy it full price. Okay, buy it full price. Okay. But yeah. buy it. Which is nine ninety nine on Amazon. Well, there you go. Um, interesting. I've I've really wanted to uh, see this movie, and I've been kind of hesitant because I've heard some things about it. Not not necessarily spoilerific things, but kind of just I've I've heard there's elements of it that would make me squeamish, uh, given how I am averse to certain uh, things in the world. Um, vague. <laughs> Uh, Mike, as a quick tangent, do you remember that time? That so we wait, 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 wait. Oh. Are you saying you know about a particular uneasy thing in the movie and you hesitate to see the movie because of that thing that makes you uneasy in the real world? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, and Mike- yeah, that is very uneasy. I jumped okay. at the at the at a certain part of the movie. Oh man! <laughs> now we gotta see this. Yeah, okay. I'm intrigued now. Um, and really quick, Mike, do you remember when we were at IHOP? Like, like it was at, like I think it was like the last yes. night, and we saw that guy that looked just like me. Of course, never forget. <laughs> man, that was weird. I was so convinced that I was a time traveler. Um, <laughs> turned out it was Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture somewhere that's, uh, I think, like, we took a picture of me, and it, like, they were sitting, it was him, uh, me and a, g- a girl, uh, at a boot, in a booth, and like, I'm kind of like sitting there pointing, like, behind me, and like, I'm pointing right at him. It's, it's freaky. I remember getting that. Yeah. That, yep. that picture, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Good times. <laughs> uh, so, Tiny, what's your, uh, potpourri? Uh, my potpourri is the recent HBO documentary called Going Clear, Scientology nice. and the Prison of Belief. Uh, this just aired on Sunday. It's Tuesday right now, so this has only been out for about 48 hours. But uh, it's if you get the chance, like if you have HBO or HBO Go or whatever, definitely check this out when they put it up because um, – I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's for everybody, but I'm really fascinated by religion, and mm-hmm. um, I have a whole podcast about it, the secular perspective. Um, uh, but I, I'm just really fascinated by religion, and, and the most interesting ones are the new ones. Mm-hmm. And Scientology is only about 50 or 60 years old. Um, and it's th- this, this documentary is very unique. I think over the past, oh, I don't know, 30 years or so, it feels like the public has sort of gotten tiny little leaks of information about what the inner workings of Scientology are really like. Um, but this documentary is really all-inclusive um, because it, there, it includes interviews and, and information from like three out of the four top people at the Church of Scientology from the 1980s till like the mid-2000s. Oh, wow. Um, they all left the church, um, and I think they were just so disenfranchised by what happened to them, they just kind of went into hiding and they didn't really talk to anybody. Um, but then, uh, there's an actor who was a part of the church who, um, he, he basically got, he found all these guys and got them together and was like, look, you need to open up so that people will realize the fault of their ways. The actor is Jason, I think it's Behe. I don't know if that's how you say his last name. Hmm. Um, he hasn't been in a lot, but, um, and so it includes the, like I said, it's the, the, like these top lieutenants of Scientology left and they basically opened up and did tell-alls about what it's like and their wow. religion. Um, so the whole movie is a really, really scathing indictment of, of Scientology. Um, it's substantially worse than anybody thought it was. <laughs> um, wow. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's just amazing the information that you find out. Um, the, the, the documentary itself is, is done pretty well. Um, it's, uh, the filmmaker is Alex Gibney, um, 
who's famous for some other documentaries. He did uh, Mia Culpa. Mia, Mia Max- Maxima Culpa. Mia Maxima Culpa. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Silence in the House of God. Yeah. Which you can of... hear us talk about choppily in our pickled gallbladder episode. Yes. Yeah. So the guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to make a movie. Um, he's, he's good at it. Uh, so as far as a documentary, it's, it's shot really well and I like, I like the style of it and everything, but, uh, as, as per usual, the information that you get is the star of the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's really incredible. Uh, I definitely recommend it. Nice. How does it compare to Mia Maxima I think Mia Maxima is a little bit better, Mm -hmm. a little bit more shocking. Um, but this is, I don't know, this, this is kind of, I enjoyed this one a little bit more just personally. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen Mia Maxima Culpa in a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that is available on HBO Go now. I might watch that. Go and Claire is? Yeah. Yeah, I've been dying to see it. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. There's also a book, um, written by Lawrence Wright that the documentary is based on. He's also featured in the documentary. Uh, I haven't read that, but, uh, they cram so much information into this documentary. I'm sure most of it's in the movie. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, check it out. Nice. Awesome, that's going clear. And uh, finally, I'll I'll wrap up the uh, potpourri section with uh, <laughs> I okay. So I just moved into this to this new apartment. I moved in on Friday, and I I spent way way too much time. And, th- and this may be this may be more suitable for its own standalone episode topic, and we can come back to that at some point. But um, I found myself on Thursday. I moved in on Friday. On Thursday, I kind of felt like very hurried to watch a movie and it, because I knew that it had the – it was going – I would have to watch a movie before I moved out from my parents' place because it would carry that wave like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> the last movie I watched there. Um, so I picked Tommy Boy <laughs> because it's about a never-do-well uh, never uh, <laughs> man-child who grows up. Um <laughs> And it, you mean ne'er do well? Ne'er do well. Yeah. Did I say never do well? You did. Yeah. Uh, ne'er ne'er do well. No. I'm sorry. That was no, no, douchey. No. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> trying dumb, to stop doing that. About dumb man become man movie. Um, <laughs> no, it's about a. It's about he kind of he grows up in the po- in the process and stuff. And I thought you know that. There were a lot of different movies I wanted to watch, but I had them all packed away. Uh, and so I was really just confined to like Yahoo or not Yahoo, but, uh, Netflix and, and Hulu and, and their selection and Amazon. Not even Amazon actually, just Netflix and Hulu. But, um, so that's what I watched. And then I watched, uh, my inaugural movie in this apartment was, uh, The Shawshank Redemption, which, <laughs> It, just a quick anecdote. It's one of my favorite movies. Escaping I, Prison. Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, like I mentioned it in the pod chat, and Tiny was like, "Yeah, class up, class up the joint." Because I was like, "This is the first movie I watched in the apartment." I was like, "Yes, it is totally due to um, the quality of the movie, and not the fact that it's about a guy who spent uh, nearly two decades in prison before <laughs> breaking out and escaping." <laughs> um, not to say that living with my parents was a prison, but you know, had to have that. I have that in there. So <laughs> anyway, so I, the whole point of bringing this up for Popery is that I, I thought that it was uh, an interesting look into <laughs> my brain and uh, how I watch movies and, and stuff like that. Because I kind of find these – occasionally I'll find these things. I'll seek out movies and, and shows and stuff specifically to have that kind of emotional resonance with it and to kind of view it with a different perspective that is more – um, 
more a, a part of what I'm going through with my life or, or a certain mm. aspect of my life at the time. Um, I, th- I think that's an interesting kind of uh, comfort, I guess, or it's like the it's like a subconscious choice. Kind of, it's most of, more often than not, it's it's a very conscious oh, decision. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I just thought that was an interesting. Thing. Maybe we can do a, do a topic later on about uh, this kind of phenomenon, or when I can more clearly define it. Um, and then one last thing, when I was getting everything moved in and my brother wanted to watch something, we got the TV set up and everything and we're kind of up and out and he's helping me out and stuff. Uh, and we made, we had like food. He was like, yeah, let's watch something. So I threw on community, randomly picked an episode. This is subconscious tiny. <laughs> randomly picked season three, uh, the episode remedial chaos theory. And the first, like I completely spaced that the, that the setup for the for that episode is that the gang is at Chorin Abed's new apartment, and <laughs> um, just completely unintentional. So that's funny. Yeah, so that's that's a window into my soul and how I pick movies. It's funny uh, for the listeners. We're sitting here looking at um, Matt's TV, and he has like he's using Chromecast, and he has an itinerary up on his television. Yeah. it's pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, it says for Popery says Matt. Tommy Boy and the Shawshank Redemption. It it just makes me laugh because the original title of Stephen King's short is oh, Rita yeah. Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> That's right. so, I just think it makes me think it like it's a remake. It's a modern, <laughs> modern remake, and it's a Tommy Boy poster on the wall instead oh, of Rita Hayworth. Oh my Ray god, Hayworth. that is brilliant. That's great. I love that. Uh. All right, I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that about closes us out. So, Fekus, once again, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. I always and, love uh, it. Yeah. And uh, we'll hope to have you back again. And thank you for protecting and serving Speedway. Yes, yes. Even though you just moved out of Speedway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, you know, f*** it, let it burn. <laughs> <laughs> Some men for con- just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> for context to our listeners... <laughs> For context for our listeners, I literally, like, my apartment complex is literally on the line uh, separating Speedway and Indianapolis. So, he could yeah. pee from his balcony onto Speedway. I yeah. can. <laughs> and do. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, anything else, guys? Nope. Nope. That'll do it. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We're going to throw it to the pre record outros, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. See ya. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs>
You can also check out the blog at obsessiveviewer.com where all three of us, but mostly Matt, review movies and TV shows and uh, talk about all kinds of things. It's kind of the, the written form of this podcast. Um, you can also check out Obsessive Book Nerd, which has book reviews and commentary on the evolving world of reading. And also check out Tiny's The Secular Perspective, which is a podcast exploring the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts. Um, if you have any thoughts on the podcast in general or this particular podcast you just listened to or even suggestions for future podcasts, please, please email us individually at Matt, Tiny, or Mike at ObsessiveViewer.com or you can just email the podcast directly as a whole kind of directed to all three of us at podcast at ObsessiveViewer.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Be excellent to each other. <laughs>